Welcome to Far Too Fabulous, hosted by Julie and Catherine. Join us on a mission to embrace your fabulousness and redefine wellness. Get ready for some feistiness, inspiration, candy chats and humour as we journey together towards empowered well-being. Let's dive in. In the UK this week, it was Valentine's Day yesterday. It is school half term. So we thought we would talk to you about self-love. We wondered if you were your own Valentine. So I would love for you to ponder what does self-love mean to you? We get this term a lot these days, don't we? And it feels a lot of the time, well, initially for me, it felt a bit weird, like a bit self-indulgent and a bit egotistical, you know, like the person who loves themselves, they're a certain way. And it took me a little time to really understand the impact of what really self-love is and how to go about doing that, you know? What what about you, Catherine? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that your reaction to it is so, so common and it's not our fault because this is what we have been told over and over again that it's selfish or self-indulgent or self-centered and particularly for women that's that's not done is it we again wear this as a badge of honor that we put everybody else before ourselves and so to then openly say that i am number 1 in my life above and beyond my children and my husband gasp shot is really it's a hard thing to do it's still I find that very very uncomfortable to say out loud and let alone practice it for me I think that I do I think that I do you're convinced now aren't you I do feel the concept of self-love within me that said I also feel like I have only just scratched the surface Lots of my uh, non-negotiables, lots of my daily practices are around self-love and I've reframed lots of it to be around self-love. But I, yeah, I don't, I think I have only really just begun on this journey. Yeah, I think I have as well. I think this has been quite new to me over recent years. And like I said, it feels just even the term self-love feels a bit like really it just doesn't feel quite right it just conjures up certain images and yeah being brought up to not be selfish and not self-centered and you know that reframing it is definitely important I think in this context because it's not any of those things no and yet I don't know why I tied those things together for such a long time yeah it's really I think one of the things that really highlighted to me how important it was, um, I can't even remember, it was, it would have been a book or a podcast or something, was the reflection that until you love yourself, you can't fully accept and receive love from somebody else. And that I, I thought was really, really huge. Until I fully loved myself and accepted how lovable and how worthy I am, how could I possibly either think that my husband can think that of me or vice versa, that I can think that of somebody else? And so that, that view was really powerful to me to show me how important self-love is 
Yeah, one of the things that made me realise it was that I, I don't know where I came across this now, I can't remember, but someone or someone told me or I read this, we don't destroy the things we love. And that was really significant because a lot of my clients, because they are they weren't loving themselves, were systematically destroying themselves through their actions in terms of what they were feeding themselves, mm. what they were doing on a daily basis, the sabotage that was happening and so I started to ask myself and my clients how would you do this if you truly loved yourself what would you do if you truly loved yourself because when we think about a something that we truly love if if you're a mum, you think about your kids and you would never want to destroy your kids so you look after them you make sure they get you know, adequate sleep. You make sure that they eat the right foods. Well, as much as we can, because sometimes we have to deal with their fussiness and stuff. <laughs> but we're on that. But how often do we do that for ourselves? So that was quite a big realisation for me at the time. And like I said, I don't remember where I came across that now, but it's quite powerful if you really think about it. Yeah, yeah. If I truly loved myself. Yeah, what would I do? What would I do? Yeah, so would I drink a bottle of wine if I truly loved myself? Knowing that that's not good for me yeah it's really it's a good thing to ponder that reminded me when you said that about the children um and I heard this in a podcast again I listened to loads of them yesterday so I can't actually remember what it was and they were talking about what you would do for your children so like you die for your children and it flipped that around and said would you truly live for your children so you'd obviously throw yourself in front of a a moving bus to get them out the way or something but would you actively demonstrate self-love and self-care would you actively demonstrate fitness and and well-being so that they could go on and have the most amazing fulfilled life and I loved that perspective I really love that and while we're on the subject of children that this is one of the things actually that I reframed to help me to not feel like it was selfish to talk about self-love was that I get to be the ambassador of self-love for my children, for my girlfriends, for my mum, for my sister. And that they are far more likely to copy what I'm doing than, I mean, you know kids, don't you? They're not going to do as I tell them. They are far more likely to watch what I am doing and copy that. So that really, again, that really helped me with the reframing of self-love. Yeah, that role model aspect, I think, is really, really important. I I think especially when we've got girls growing up in the society today, the judgment that Mm. they have on themselves about the way they look or how they're being, it's so huge. And that's not to say that the boys don't need to also love themselves. But, you know, as as a female, I'm very mindful of in front of my children being as kind to myself as possible I never would say I look fat in this or and I would never say anything like that in Mm. front of in front of my children because that those things aren't good but how often would we say these sort of things internally our internal monologue and the impact that that 
but has a lot of the time some of the things that we say to ourselves we would never say to another person because it is so unkind and so nasty and yet this narrative can be playing in the background and it can really undo your ability to lose weight if that's a goal for you your ability to get fit if that's a goal for you it can impact on every single area in your life your confidence at work your career progression Mm. everything can be related back to this yeah that negative self-talk is a massive percentage of your internal narrative in a day I can't remember the actual percentage of um, of thoughts you have in a day and of those the negative ones but it is the majority of them so really catching negative Nelly in her in her flow and also knowing that they are just thoughts. You don't you don't have to internalize those thoughts. Lots of it is just narrative that we hear around us all of the time, social media, media, all that sort of stuff. And we pick up on it. We almost don't even realise we we kind of got hold of it and and it's now within our, our mind and our sphere. So yeah, being really, really aware of that. The body follows the mind. I really like that saying as well and so you know what we've got and and I like the how how you would think about your health and and everything on the outside relates to your inside Mm. it's an inside out job Mm. so your thoughts are really really powerful and I'm sure we're going to come on to this at some point but words like I am are really powerful as far as the brain is concerned it doesn't know if those statements are true or not but when you've got a situation where your outside is going to reflect your inside and your body's going to follow your mind what you've got going on in there becomes really important which is why I was saying about loving yourself becomes key to a lot of the things that you want to achieve in life I was telling Catherine about a an experiment that was done with plants. Actually, it was in a school and it was done for anti-bullying week. It was done in a school for anti-bullying week. And what they did was they had two plants, two healthy plants, and they got the children on one side to come in and say horrible things to the plant. And on the other side, they got them to come in and say nice things to the plant. And the plant that had the horrible things said to it, died that is the impact of the words and it seems ridiculous that that could happen Mm. and there might be you know if you were going to be cynical about it you might think well there's other reasons for that plant dying etc but I think it it was a very very powerful demonstration it certainly was powerful for the children to see the impact of that it's incredible it's incredibly sad but it's incredible but I completely get that love is that is the highest vibration and so the opposite of that you can understand has those detrimental effects what was the other experiment that you were talking about there's an experiment it's quite a famous one and it's it was done in japan i think it was a japanese scientist i might find the link to it and put it in the show notes actually because there is a video to watch that is absolutely brilliant and I used to put that video in my get back to you course because that was all about discovering the best potential that you've got for yourself and Mm. we started here because we're made up of we're we're 70% water and an experiment was done looking at the the effect of words 
on water crystals and the video will show you a lot because the the water crystals that were told I love you you're beautiful were stunning crystals the ones that were told I hate you you're worthless words of that nature were the crystals were jagged and disjointed and yeah it's it's really incredible to see that so when I think to myself about some of the words we use on ourselves. If I know that that can have an impact on water and I'm made up of 70% water, that's that's a bit sad, isn't it? Yeah, it's a really amazing sort of visual demonstration of how powerful these words and vibrations and feelings are. There's a really good book that I would highly recommend. It's called Love Yourself Like Your Life Depends On It. And it's a really short book. It's really easy to read, but the message is huge. So it was written by a guy who had some really serious trauma in his life to the point that he was considering exiting life. Mm. He was at that point. And then he decided to start telling himself that he loved himself and to see how that played out. And he did it every day, no matter what happened. He would just say over and over and over again in his mind, I love myself, I love myself, I love myself. And the impact on his life was absolutely huge. I really recommend that you you read that book and self-love can literally start by you just saying that to yourself he didn't Mm. do anything else you know we can show ourselves love by you know eating well and nourishing ourselves by moving our body or there's lots of it that can come in and be a demonstration of self-love but just saying to yourself I love myself I love myself do it while you're in the shower see Mm. what see what happens yeah there's lots of you can um, also look at yourself in the mirror, can't you? That's a, it's a really powerful thing, and it's a really tough thing. I, th- I know that people find that really, really difficult to look themselves in the eye and tell themselves that they love themselves through breath work. I often do a section of Ho'oponopono at the end, and I have frequently had people have said that it's very, very difficult to say I love you to themselves to put like not even to put their hands on their hearts but they can just find it very I've also had very old grown-ups tell me that they have never ever said that to themselves Mm. and I know that they would have said it to hundreds of other people but never ever themselves and it's it's I mean it's it's sad but it's it's very powerful and I am 100% 100% sure it's very very common yeah I think I think you're right was it Mel Robbins who did the high five habit mm. so she started this practice of she she actually is quite open and honest about her negative self-talk mm. and she started to high five herself in the mirror because she recognized that you know saying openly that you love yourself or even demonstrating self-care looking at yourself in the mirror is difficult for for a lot of people but mm. a high five was something that she said we've been conditioned from a very young age to know that high five means you're doing well yeah great job yeah. I've got your back and so she started to do that in the mirror without any words just holding her hand up and just looking at herself 
And then there's this whole big community around it now, isn't there? The yeah. high five habit. It's again, that that's really easy to do, isn't it? But it's demonstrating a level of, of self-love. And, you know, she was saying that the, the, the more that you did that, the more confident you got and that you'd start your day because a lot of us will start our day by going into the bathroom Mm -hmm. and she would literally do that when she went into the bathroom she would high five herself and just that knowing what that means subconsciously without doing anything else was enough to trigger just a a wave of positivity Mm. right throughout her life and that's another that's another good book I think I would recommend I like like that amazing and it's so simple and what a lovely way to start a day on that on that high I think that's fantastic it's so it is it's so important that you that you feel like that and it affects absolutely everything in your life if somebody says something to you that's not very nice and you are already feeling crappy about yourself you're going to take that in you're going to suck that in whereas if you are brimming like literally glowing i'm i'm thinking stardust i'm here i'm thinking claire <laughs> dane's stardust if you are glowing with self love any of that negativity is just going to bounce off you or just slide off you and so that's a really good way of knowing how you're feeling about yourself is is then if somebody says something to you badly, they may not actually, they may not even say it to you badly, they may not even mean it towards you, but you you suck that in as something negative. It's a really good indication of how you are feeling about yourself right then and there. It doesn't necessarily reflect on your whole general feeling about yourself, but right then and there, you may not be feeling particularly good about yourself. And so you see that reflection in others. So again, vice versa, when you're feeling fabulous, fabulous everything everything looks better everything feels better yeah it's true and I think the more you love yourself the less nonsense you're going to tolerate Mm. you know that negativity will tend to bounce off you a few episodes ago we were talking about starting off the morning with our our stress bucket emptied you Mm. remember us talking Mm. about that um and that resilience and, and you were saying about the things you do to make sure that you're starting off from that positive state of mind I've already mentioned a a few times about my morning routine even just those seven minutes of the the calm app that that's how I start my day Mm. this using self-love in this way can just I think build up your resilience to those negativity those negative things out there yeah I I think we need to add it to uh to the stool, uh, to the uh, chair leg. I think this chair is going to have lots of legs by the end of this. <laughs> yeah. And self and self um, love practice needs to be up there with with breathing and nutrition and hydration. It sh- absolutely should be up there. And it doesn't. Again, you don't have to do massive things about it. You don't have to dedicate hours a day to it just start with very very small practices and just keep building on them or changing them have a whole arsenal of self is arsenal a really good word to use for self-love practices (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so so anything what what practices do you use julie for for your in your within your self-love routine so when i'm in the shower i do 
as a as a fan of EFT mm. and as as someone who's qualified in that, I have a little mini EFT routine that I do when I'm in the shower. Mm. That is about self love. So it's got you know certain words in there that that I just I just say it takes me about I don't know probably two minutes to do and it's just reminding myself that that you know I'm doing a good job I'm okay all of that kind of stuff so yeah there is there's that side of things and then for me self-love also is about making sure I'm nourishing myself yeah getting out in the fresh air even me being very militant about my sleep and turning off my phone at a certain time of night yeah. is an act of self-love I think yeah 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 absolutely what about you no, I agree. Yeah, things like getting out into nature. I, movement for me is definitely an act of self-love. Uh, laughing, gratitude, 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 gratitude. Yeah, walking out, giving the dog a hug, hugging my children, whether they like it or not. Hugs, hugs are just an absolute winning formula. So you see from all of these, it's not, they don't have to be um, really profound things. They're really, really simple things that are very very effective but I mean even you know people baths candles massage music yes yeah sitting on the sofa reading a book I don't know I I love that I love doing it and I don't know why I don't do it more often again but again it plays into that whole self-indulgent thing doesn't it how dare you lounge on the sofa with with a book (laughs) there's so much guilt isn't there especially when you're a mum around supposedly not doing anything yeah even though you're reading a book or something and you are in not doing something you're actually giving yourself some self-care but we can feel guilty about it yeah absolutely but the the reward from that is so much bigger than than just those 10 minutes on the sofa reading a book. And that's one of the reasons we decided to do this episode this week. As I said, it's um, half term in the UK and I imagine there are lots of mamas that are constantly this week putting everybody else's needs in front of their own. I imagine they are their boundaries have been trampled and routines go out the window out of the window and you'll see that play out you'll be in in exhaustion I mean when the routines go that's it isn't it you do you tend to feel very exhausted you don't really know where where you are what day it is (laughs) what's going on so it's even more important it's even more important in these times don't let them go when it gets busy when other things are happening when habits are changing or when routines are changing hold on to those self-care habits for dear life they are so important yeah they absolutely are and it, and it doesn't have to be anything really big like you said and when we look when we are in the half term or looking after the kids and and we feel like we're putting our needs last just remember that in order for us to be the best for our family we got to look after ourselves first it's that it's that old one isn't it put your own oxygen mask on first before oh, helping yeah. others that is it's so cliche but it's so true we literally are better if we're looking after ourselves first it seems selfish but it's actually the total opposite it is the total opposite it is absolutely essential 
I do say it very, very frequently. I hope people hear it. I hope it lands. I really do. And for just a fun thing with regards to uh, self-care, we were... We've, we've both read um, Roxy Nefusi's Manifest. Manifest. Have I said her surname right? I think I... I don't know. I hope I have. And apologies if I've said that wrong. And she says, at the core of manifesting is your self-worth, your subconscious belief about what you deserve and your capacity for self-love. So basically, if you do not feel worthy of receiving whatever it is that you desire, even if it's secretly, you will not be able to receive it until you value and love yourself. So if that is not a reason to get high-fiving in the mirror to be whispering sweet nothings to yourself and to be creating a self-care routine. Again, it's it's part of my non-negotiables in the in in a day. If that is not reason to do it, I I don't know what is. No, I lo- I really like that manifesting section in her book because I've seen this play out with loads of my clients, mm. especially those that want to lose weight. If even if they're doing all the things, the, the the exercise and the diet, if underneath it all, they don't have their self-worth there, mm. they're never going to lose that weight. It just won't budge. No, they'll reach that, they'll reach that ceiling, that glass ceiling, the level of belief they have in themselves, and then they will self-sabotage and they will drop straight back down to, to where they believe they, they should be. Is that should word <laughs> yeah we don't like trying and we don't like should do no, we no absolutely not it's it's really difficult i think to put across how important this subject is yeah it's so important but i think if you think about the impact on that plant impact on that water crystal and then think about catch yourself some of the times that you'd say something you know you might you might actually say out loud oh such an idiot or whatever it is Mm. it's just note that and then turn it around and correct it once you start doing that a lot it becomes more of a habit I don't know if you've noticed it I mean we have been talking about habits as well and of course what you repeatedly do Mm. becomes your norm so yeah, I'm I'm quite good at it now of of just noticing when I'm saying things like that and yeah. then and then turn it around. You know, yeah. if I was going to do something and I say, "Oh, that was stupid. I'm so stupid." I might just go, "Stop." Yeah. You weren't stupid. You acted at the time with the best knowledge that you had. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I remember the our lovely friend Susie Ashworth giving up calling herself a cover the children's ears please dick she (laughs) used to call herself that very frequently and I remember her saying out loud she was giving that up and how interesting I thought that was because if you keep saying that over to yourself your subconscious is there listening taking full notes and uh, and that's what you're going to think of yourself yeah indeed so just doing simple little things I mean start by just saying in your head I love myself I love myself tie it to something because we spoke about this with habits so maybe every time you stop at a red traffic light just in your head say I love myself I love myself I I like the red traffic light see what you did there while you're cleaning your teeth yeah you could do it just do it in your head (laughs) 
Don't say don't out loud. Say it out. <laughs> no, you don't have to say it out loud. You can do. You can do it in your head, and you know, love yourself enough to be willing to stop and do the work, to be uncomfortable, to step outside what's familiar. When you do what is easy all the time, life gets hard. When you do what is hard, life gets easy. I really like that because it's so true, isn't it? Yeah. It's so true. And I know that we are going to talk about being uncomfortable and all of those things as well. So I like the fact that's tied into loving yourself as well. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So we will leave you with that question. If you truly deeply loved yourself what would you do answers on a postcard <laughs> yeah it's it's a really good question to stop and ask yourself in the moment right yeah yeah oh i've really really enjoyed this and i think that we could just carry on talking about self love forever because it is so so important so just don't underestimate it i think is our is our message here yeah, it is the, the core of everything. And we love you. <laughs> See you on the next episode. Thank you for keeping us company today. If you enjoyed the podcast, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. Your support helps us on our mission to reach a thousand women in our first year. So share with your friends and family. You might just change a life. Connect with us on social media and make your life easier by joining our podcast mailing list. You'll find the links in the show notes. Your weekly episode will be delivered straight to your inbox every Thursday morning. Make it a fabulous week. And we'll catch you in the next episode.